But if the joy of the Lord is our strength, we need to recapture it. If a merry heart does good like a medicine, we need to take our medicine. Can you say man? If he said he would give us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. We need to get the oil change. Can you say man that we need? Hallelujah. I'm overdoing my automobile. I run it about a thousand beyond because I use that that uh, particular kind of oil that costs a lot in the four-cylinder uh, engine. And uh, so I run it about a thousand beyond because they said it was okay to do that. Uh, not at the oil change place, but uh, online, you know. <laughs> but God wants us to, to know how much he loves us. He wants us to separate the holy day from the holiday. Because if we don't, we're going to be looking for what the world is looking for. And we're going to be looking for that perfect turkey, that perfect family, that perfect Christmas. We'll be looking for it to snow in Florida just long enough to celebrate Christmas morning and then quit so we can go fishing after we eat the turkey. Amen. Don't want no snow out on the lake. But God is good to us today. And I'm glad that you have come and to celebrate the birthday of a king, amen, with us today. Not the actual birthday of number of years, because from everlasting to everlasting, Jesus is God. Hallelujah. But the day that he came to earth with a particular purpose and a mission. Praise God. And I'm glad to be a pastor this morning. I know there's a lot of people that's burn them out and wore them out. And I went through burnout. Uh, I got cast down, but God has lifted me back up. I thought it's time to me to retire. So many people stay away from here. So many people don't listen to the, the broadcast. We got one today. Hopefully people will tune in and listen to us talk about Jesus. It will help you. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Can you say amen? People decide to listen. I'm ready to teach and to preach. Amen. If people decide to listen. But we're in a generation where the love of many, not a few, it's a sad time. The love of many, because iniquity shall abound. Sinfulness and the influence of it will absolutely permeate a culture. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. It's hard to preach when people don't love God because you know what's going to happen. It's going to go in one ear and out the other. It's going to fall short. It's not going to change our values. It's not going to change our priorities. But when people fall in love with Jesus, everything changes. Because if a man loved me, he'll keep my commandments and they won't make him look like he's been baptized in vinegar. Can you say, that's not the scripture, I'm paraphrasing. Amen. It won't be grievous to him. He won't say, oh, no, i got to go to church. Oh, man, i got so much to do. No, I get to go to church. I have the opportunity to go to church. I have the privilege and the freedom to come and worship God with his people. Can you say that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for that. Hallelujah. That's the only reason I'm still pastoring is because there's a few people that said, I'm glad to be here. I, I don't want to 
I like this phrase. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Can you say amen? I wouldn't miss it for the world, literally. Because, forsake not. Is that a suggestion? Is that a biblical standard for his people? Yes, it is. Forsake not. Forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is. But much more as you see the day approaching. Now more than ever, we need to be where we are challenged to get close and stay close to God. We need to be where we, we are separate in the sense of our values from the world and the culture about us. And we demonstrate that. Hallelujah. Amen. We live our lives differently than the world about us. And our values reflect His kingdom. We serve, we march to the beat of a different drummer. And I about preached my message out here today. Praise God. Amen. But God is good today and He loves you today. And Brother Taylor, I want you to pray as we open this service and sing His praises and receive Holy Communion to celebrate why He came. Amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap and praise. The Lord is worthy, isn't he? He's worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your great love. Thank you for another Christmas, Lord. We come to celebrate you, Lord. And Lord, as your words say, Hallelujah. Thank you for your great love and mercy and compassion and your hand of deliverance, Lord. Thank you for this day, Lord God, that we come to worship thee in spirit and in truth. And as you said in your word, O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. So, Lord, help us to taste and to see this day, Lord God, how holy and pure you are, Lord. Oh, God, break my spirit, Lord God. Afresh and anew, Lord God. Oh, God, hallelujah, Lord God, that we'll be able to help us to see you today, Lord God, as we never have, Lord. Help us open our spiritual eyes and our ears, Lord God, to see and to hear and to discern and to obey. Bless this day. Meet every need that's prevalent today, Lord. Stir our hearts and our minds to seek your face and to continue in your word that we'll be your disciples indeed, that we'll follow you closely, not at a distance, Lord. Thank you for victory, Lord. Thank you for peace. Thank you for salvation, Lord God. And thank you for healing. Thank you for all things, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the glory of God, amen. Well, I'm so glad the Holy Spirit got here before us, and I laid down the, uh, I laid down the, I laid down the, yeah, you got it. Okay, listen, I want, I'm going to point, you said, it. you know, God sets the tone for the service, and we were going to start out singing a Christmas song, uh, but we're going to listen to a song that's appropriate for Christmas and the theme of this Christmas, what it ought to be, and the theme of our new year we're coming into, is Psalm 34. I put it on there to be played today. He prayed it in the opening of the service today. You know what Psalm 34 says? 
Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. That means to personally perceive him. To know him for yourself. Amen. For, for years, my wife wouldn't touch pumpkin pie. She just didn't like the idea of pumpkin in a pie somehow. She had never tasted it, so she didn't know what she was missing. Till one year. Yeah, her mama didn't like it, so she didn't like it even though she had never experienced it. One day, amen, as I was eating pumpkin pie, she said, I think I'll try a piece. Or I told her, no, I said, we've been, we've been on a diet and there wasn't any other sweets in the house but pumpkin. That'll motivate you. That will mobilize you. <laughs> she said, give me a taste of that. And she's, ever since then, she's been eating pumpkin pie with whipped cream on top. We had a bird that talked. We set him in just outside the kitchen, and she had a piece of pumpkin pie with whipped cream on it, and she started eating it, and she went, mmm. And you know what that bird did? He said, it's good. It's good. It's good. And she took it over, and he got that whipped cream all over his bill. Amen. What would happen this year if Christians begin to personally encounter and experience the presence and person of God and begin to get revived again? Hallelujah. So we could follow him as examples, as disciples of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Did you not pray it? Oh, taste. Not a, it wasn't a coinkadink. Can you say amen? It's setting the, t- that's coincidence for you that never watched Popeye. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Oh, taste. Let's worship and you can sing the parts that you know. Did you see it somewhere? Hallelujah. Brother Taylor couldn't hardly pray for speaking in tongues this morning. The presence of the Lord is here. Hallelujah. You're an upstream Christian in a downstream world. If you, if you try to find what the world is looking for in the holiday, you're going to miss the holy day and you're going to be disappointed. You're going to eat too much, spend too much, get wore out too much, amen, and find an unfulfilling after Christmas blues will set in. I'm so glad that the Christmas spirit doesn't just come at Christmas and leave at New Year's. Amen. Because the Christmas spirit is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And he comes to abide with us. And he is the source of our comfort, our consolation, our power to manifest the presence and mediate the presence of Jesus to us. Praise God. Hallelujah. When he comes, he'll testify of me. When he came in me, he didn't speak of himself. He kept talking about Jesus. Can you say amen? Pointing me to Jesus, helping me keep my focus on Jesus so I could lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset me and run with perseverance. That's that word for patience. The race that is set before me. Praise God. The Bible said in the book of Revelation, and they that were with him, that's when he comes again to rule and to reign that have been caught up with him and coming back with him. They that were with him were called and they were faithful. 
they were called, they were chosen, and they were faithful. He calls you to salvation. When you answer the call, He makes you chosen. Hallelujah. And then there is faithfulness. See, that's how they overcame the devil. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb that was shed for them. Amen. And by the word of their testimony, when they confess Christ, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father. That is the word of our testimony. Hold fast your confession of faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised. Hallelujah. And they loved their life, not their life, unto the death, they were totally devoted to Christ. And the devil couldn't show them something shiny in the world that was more important than Jesus to them. He couldn't lure them away from glorifying God. So I believe I'm in, in God's house with the faithful today. Hallelujah. So let's sing about that. Oh, come all ye faithful. Can you see it up there? Let's praise him in it. Praise God. One of them is John 3.16. You hear the song a lot of times, Handel's Messiah, where it says, For unto us a child is born, quoting the scripture from the prophecy of Jesus in the Old Covenant. For unto us a child is born. And if it was just a child born to lay in a manger, there would be no salvation for anyone, no celebration this year. We'd still be in our sin. We'd be lost and we'd be hopeless and helpless. But for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Not given to lay in a manger, but given to take our place on a cross. So when you read that scripture that is the most common scripture used in reaching people for Jesus all over the world, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. If you think it was hard for Jesus to stay on the cross, I want you to think how hard it was for the Father to listen to his son cry, Eloi, Elo Lama Sabachthani. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? If I ever needed you to be with me, it's now fine. See, in Pilate's hall, before he took our sin upon himself and was punished for it, everybody forsook him. He said, but my father, is always with me. That meant when they bent him over that whipping post, the father was with him. That meant while they put the crown of thorns on him and pierced his brow, the, the blood must have poured and streamed down his face because if you get a cut in your head, the capillaries are so close to the surface, it bleeds profusely. So his face was nothing but a bloody mess and a bloody mass when he brought him out, and let alone the rest of his person. And Pilate said, Behold the man. Isn't this enough to satisfy your desire to see him hurt and punished? But they cried the louder, Crucify him. Crucify him. And then they said something they shouldn't have said. His blood be upon us and our children. Amen. They called a curse down upon themselves. 
But God in his mercy is calling Israel back to himself. The prophecy says, Oh, you be scattered among the nations of the world, yet I will bring you back. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. And, and reestablish that that he begun with them. God is a gracious and a good God today. For God so loved the world. And everybody, somebody say, for God so loved me. Get, a, get out of the big general umbrella of it and take it personal. For God so loved Robert. Say your name. For God so loved that he gave his only. That's right, Shirley. For God so loved Shirley that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. For unto us a child is born, a son therefore is given given to die who am I that a king would bleed and die for doesn't state it highly enough who am I who am I who am I that the God of creation who I sinned against rebelled against deserved justice from who am I that that God would condescend come down Take on flesh so he could take my place and be punished for my sin so that I could be forgiven. That makes me love him back for loving me. Can you say, man, I want to love him more and love him more. You say, brother, remember you've been loving God. Yeah, but you know something? It gets sweeter as you get older. It does. You know why? Because I can see the finish line. Hallelujah. I've been running this race, but I can see the fin- Brother Taylor, I see the finish line. Amen. It may be next year, the year after, but it can't be too many more years. Amen. I got the three score in 10 and two coming up. Amen. In January, I'm, three score in 10 is given to man by reason of strength, four score. Nobody's guaranteed to see tomorrow, but you've got the four score by reason of strength. And you know where his strength is? In the Lord. Can you say man? Hallelujah. The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I fear? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So John 3.16, the Old Testament prophecy says, For unto us a child is born, a son is given. Every time you see a son is given, and for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Understand the worth of that statement, the value of it in your life. We love him because he first loved us. How much did he love us? And if you want a foundation for and a launching pad for your faith, everybody say a launching pad for my faith. It's the logic of the cross. It's Romans 8 and verse 32. Romans 8 and verse 32. Here's what Paul says, and see if this doesn't make sense and logic in light of the gift that was given, the love that was shown and displayed upon the cross. If he loved us enough, if he loved us enough, if he loved us enough to give us his only begotten son, how will he not? Listen. If, if you were dying in the hospital and it was back before the days that they gave blood transfusions and I brought my son down to the hospital, laid him down beside of you and you were a hardened criminal 
that deserve to be punished. But I laid my son down beside you. And they run a tube from my son to you. And my son was drained of his blood so that you could live. Do you think that I would withhold anything else that you needed in your life from you, from me? Anything that I purposed for you, promised to you, desired you to have? Do you think I would hold it back from you? See, that's what Jesus was trying to tell us about the Father. You know, you're not divine. And if you being intrinsically evil according to your flesh know how to give good things to your children, how much more would your heavenly Father give good things to them that ask Him? Can you say mad? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know, Sister Venable. I said something. I'm going to stand by it. I, I, I'm not going to compromise the message. I'm not going to compromise the challenge. I'm not going to compromise the truth. Amen. The, all, my only hope of remaining in ministry is God showing me his good favor and God sending some more people in with hungry hearts. People that want to be here in his house. People that believe there's some merit in this ministry. That it's worth the investment of their time. That it's worth the investment of their giving. Whatever they're giving in whatever way they give it. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you can't have revival with people that aren't hungry. You can't have God rain righteousness on us with people that are not thirsty for it. But if, if you're hungry and you're thirsty for it, God said, I'm going to pour it on you. <laughs> Glory be to God. So I want this to be a year of the outpouring. Amen. Not only of the Holy Spirit in us, but the Holy Spirit through us. Once he pours it in us, there's an artesian well within us. Out of your belly, your innermost being, where your spirit man is, there shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, Brother Taylor, you prayed in the spiritual will of God today. Amen. And I put a song on there last night. Didn't know you were going to pray Psalm 34, but we just sang Psalm 34. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We praise you so much. Hallelujah. This is our God. Jesus taking on flesh, God incarnate, God with us. This is why he came. This is what he's done. Who am I that the God of the universe would take on flesh so he could bleed and die for? If he loved us enough to give us, Romans 8.32, his only begotten son, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? When you come to the throne of grace, you're not coming to a stingy God. You're coming to a God who's given us the greatest gift that could ever be given to let us know that I'm a generous God, I'm a gracious God, I'm a merciful God, and I am a good God. This is our God. Hallelujah. Let's sing about it before communion today. Hallelujah. The same night Jesus was betrayed he took bread, tore it in half, said, this is my body broken for you. He lifted up the cup and said, this is my blood. This is the new covenant in my blood that is shed for the sins of many. Aren't you glad that you're part of that many, that that blood was shed for today? I'm so glad that I'm a recipient 
of that shed blood in my behalf. And I have courage to face the inevitability of this body passing away, but the absolute inevitability of living forever with him in glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a privilege and what an honor. He said, let a man examine himself. That means we need to look within. It's an opportunity to look within. It's an opportunity to repent of any known sin. Amen. It's an opportunity to, and I want you to understand, that's not to make yourself worthy of communion. If you're a Christian, you have been made worthy. But it is to not receive it unworthily means without the due reverence for the holy event that is occurring. They turned it into a drunken picnic because they were really lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And when people love pleasure more than God, they're going to seek pleasure for the flesh over top of pleasing God. Did you hear what I said? They're going to, and the Bible said in the last days that would happen to the culture around us. Shouldn't happen to us. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Who or what you love has your devotion. Amen. Has your focus affects your entire value system. I remember when they offered me a raise at, at, uh, at, to become a foreman. I remember George said he, he, he'll be running the place because he thought the anointing on me to preach would translate into working in a warehouse, uh, in, a, in, a, in a company. Well, it didn't. <laughs> I can tell you right now. It didn't. That's not where my calling is. That's not where my anointing is. But I turned down the raise because I knew they'd require me to work on Sundays, uh, every Sunday, uh, that they could get me. Well, they'd keep me there all the time because I knew the job, and I did it well because God blessed me to do it well. Amen? When I left, they, they shut the production plant down. Got a cake from Publix. <laughs> it's a Winn-Dixie production plant. <laughs> and I thought, well, yeah, boy, they must love me. <laughs> Amen. And they brought a cake and they shut it down for an hour. Uh, my last day at work, I left the fragrance of Jesus there. And so they called a deacon that I had preached for a church. Actually, the church runs about eight to 900 on Sunday, and they have a pastor's appreciation. It was a black church except for me, and they invited me to come and, and take care of pastor appreciation on the recommendation of a deacon that works with me. Uh, he told his pastor when his pastor, and they're particular, you know, about who they let preach in any church. And on his high recommendation, they invited me to come. And we had a wonderful, wonderful time together. But they called him at work and said, why won't Robert take this job? It, don't he love his family? Don't he want to do more for them? He can make a whole lot more money if he would just take this foreman job. Uh, and and he, uh, oh, he won't have to work as hard because he'll have other people doing things. He'll be, you know, coordinating all of this. And, 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 and he's got the capability. And my wife, she's a good wife. She builds me up. She said, honey, I think you could do anything that you set your mind to. And, you, and I th said, thank you. Thank you for that. Praise God. God must have felt the same way. Hallelujah. He called me to preach. He said he can do it with my help. I told him I can't preach. He said that's who I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody that I can anoint to preach and appoint to preach, not just somebody that's got it all together. So anyway, he made the right choice evidently because I'm still preaching. 
Brother Sean. Hallelujah. 45th year. Heading for 46 in January. God is so good. He's so good. But that deacon told me that he told them, he said, you don't understand him. Said he's a real Christian. He's a real Christian. His values, in other words, reflect his Christian faith. He's not just a church-going guy that really is just materialistic as everybody else. His values reflect his Christian faith and walk. You don't understand It's different for him. He does love his family. He does want what's best for them. And that's why he's choosing to put God first in his life. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What does his righteousness mean? It means be right with him. Amen. Be pleasing to him. Hallelujah. And all these things... That we think we can't do without and we're going to somehow miss. No, all these things shall be added unto you. For all the things that what? That the Gentiles seek. That those outside the kingdom are selling their soul for. Amen. I'm going to not only save your soul, but I'm going to give you all these things that they're selling theirs for. I'm going to give you everything that pertains to life. That means your light bill. That means a roof over your head, a car to drive and clothes to wear and food to eat. That pertains to life. We all got to have it. How many has God been taking care of that for you? How many got lights in your house? How many got air conditioning? Woo, law, we live in the south. Show sure enough got it. Can you say, man, how many got a vehicle to drive? Amen. It's not a Porsche and it's not an Escalade. And I don't need no Escalade. Amen. But I'm just saying, amen. I'm just saying, when the kingdom is first, the king is first. Hallelujah. When the king is first, he said, I'll take care of all this stuff that all these people are selling their soul for. I'll make a way where there that he didn't say that, but it's a biblical supported statement. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. How many has ever God come through for when it looked like there was no way? Suddenly God came. We've got a history of it, Sister Venable, of God coming through. We got in we, when we bought our a little old double wide trailer, plain as it could possibly be, twenty four by fifty. We thought we were in the biggest mansion because we moved out of a rundown parsonage that had a hole in the bathroom floor that we covered with the rug and told people, "Don't step there. There's no boards under that." Uh, it was awful. We had I don't even go into the stories, but we 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 they told us either tear it down, build it up from the foundation, get a loan, or so we tore it down, left it down. We got a twenty four by by fifty. Uh, mobile home and the interest rate when we bought it was 16 percent and we financed it as long as they would finance it it was going to cost us five times what we paid for it if we paid it out and we tried to move out of it that didn't work move back in it and God made a way where there seemed to be no way And God sent someone, moved on someone, happened to be a family member, but it came out of nowhere. We wasn't looking for it, wasn't looking to them for it, looking to him for it. Amen. But he blessed them and they blessed us to pay it off. 
And I thought, Lord, look at him, look at him. That's how we talk in the South. Hallelujah. Praise God. I put you first. I left a career with Tampa Electric so I could be in your house and serve you. I, I left, uh, I, I left uh, the, the foremanship of, that would tie me up and tie me tighter so I could be free to serve him. Praise God. And look at him meeting my needs. I can attest to you, when the king is first, the kingdom will be first, because the kingdom is a rule and domain of a king. Can you say, man, when Jesus is Lord, hallelujah, he'll take care of the rest. So, somebody said, give it to God, pray that it's blessed, and he'll take care of the rest. And I could give you instance after instance after instance where God has come through and God has showed up and God has showed out. Right now in Holy Communion, we're getting ready to start a new year. God's given me the keynote message. Don't miss uh, this pre-New Year service where we're going to bring a new New Year's message. But right now, he's calling us to appreciate the gift that he's given us in Jesus to rekindle the flames of the first love. Hallelujah. Praise God. And uh, we're going to go right here. And could you serve us Holy Communion? Father, before we do that, Lord, I'm looking in my heart. Before I started looking in there and searching, you looked in and you saw everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything about me. And Lord, I'm going to pray David's prayer today. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew in me a right spirit, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Then, 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 when I am cleansed, when I am right with you, then shall transgressors learn thy way, and sinners will be converted unto thee. For my light will shine before men, and they'll see, Lord, they'll see in me the glory of your kingdom, the glory of serving you, how precious you are, and how wonderful salvation is. Thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Cleanse me. Well, can we all say, create in me, say to create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew in me a right spirit. See, if you're mad at anybody, if you're hurt at anybody, if you're upset with anybody, and I'm going to say this about me, and you can agree or not, if you're disappointed in anybody, if you're discouraged, create in me a clean heart. I don't want to leave here with disappointment, discouragement, distractions. It's all distractions from Him and the glory of the, of the greatest gift that was ever given, Jesus Christ. I want a clean heart. I want a clean life. I want a clean mind today. Hallelujah. I just want to be clean. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before the Lord. Cleansed. And see, this is the sanctifying work of the Word and the Spirit. Cleansed with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself, <laughs> a, a holy bride, a holy church, not having spot nor wrinkle nor any such thing, but that it should be holy. God wants to sanctify his people. It's like that mother hen 
when he sanctifies is like the mother hen Jesus talked about in the analogy, holding her wings up, saying, come under these wings and be safe. Come under here where the safety is. It's in the sanctification that the safety occurs, cleansed and set apart unto God for a holy purpose. Sanctified people are safe people. You know why? Because we're under his wings. We're dwelling under the shadow of his wings. We're not running from God. We're running to God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Father, we want clean hearts, clean lives, clean minds. And Father, I thank you today. When I leave here, it's all committed to you. I can take care of my family. I can let my light shine before men. Thank you for letting me stand before ministers and minister. And thank you for the years and the tears and and all of the faithfulness of God that allows me to tell young men and women in ministry that you are faithful to keep Keep the course. Stay the course. Don't look back. Don't get discouraged. God is on the throne and God is in control. And He will see you through. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood and the body that was torn, ripped open, bled out, so that we could be saved today. Thank you for the unspeakable gift of Yourself. Thank You for the unspeakable gift of your son thank you for the unsearchable riches of jesus hallelujah please serve us communion there is a fountain hallelujah hallelujah praise god praise god praise god praise god hallelujah hallelujah i feel like i've been to church today heard a message on the greatest gift that has ever been given The same night he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he broke it, we're going to break this wafer in token, he took a loaf and tore it in half, symbolic of what was going to happen to his physical body in the scourging, the beating, the crown of thorns, and then the impaling upon the cross. He said, this is my body broken for you. You may break the wafer. As often... As often as you do this and eat this bread, remember me. We can remember him in many ways, but there's nothing so precious as remembering him going through that kind of suffering so we could be saved. Lord, I remember you today. I don't want to ever forget what you have done in Christ for me. You may eat the bread. He picked up the cup. He lifted it high. He's already astonishing them and astounding them with the words that he's saying. They don't get it, but after the cross and resurrection, they saw it clearly. And for over 21 centuries, 21 now, we're in the 21st century, the church of Jesus Christ has celebrated the cross and the Christ who hung upon it and the Father who gave us his son. He said, this is the new Testament in my blood, which is shed for the sins of many. As often as you drink this cup, you show the Lord's death. You proclaim it openly, publicly, loudly, proudly until he comes. Today, we take the cup and we proclaim, 
I am saved by nothing more and nothing less than the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And I thank you for it. You may drink the cup. Hallelujah. 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 There should be a freedom song and a freedom anthem today. Whom the Son is set free. You're really truly free. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. You have had the sermon, by the way. Amen. You think you got enough word to challenge you? Amen. Is there enough anointing on the word to change you? It's still changing me. God's not finished with me yet. Amen. I like the little thing. Be patient with me. God isn't finished with me yet. Hallelujah. But the fact that he isn't finished means he's still working. But while he's working, it's in the context of liberty. All things are not expedient for me. And as a Christian, I want to lay aside not just the sins, but the weights. That's stuff that, show me in the Bible where that's a sin. Well, it didn't say lay aside just the sin. It said, and the weights. If you're a runner in the race, the last thing you want is a backpack full of barbells. Can you say amen? <laughs> you don't, some people trying to run a race with a backpack full of barbells. And they need to start traveling light. For the, Brother Taylor says it every time he has an opportunity for the coming of the Lord is soon. He said we need to be, we need to be fired up, stirred up, and ready to go up. Hallelujah. Praise God. How many would give that an applause today?